Hey everyone, I'm Louie. And I'm Valerie, and this is Musical Tangents. Where we just talk different things about music. Welcome! That's where I think it's interesting to me, is that, is it right for the songwriters to make money off of something that might not be entirely original. I don't know. Well, then that also gets like into the conversation of like sampling music as well. Yeah, but don't they also pay money to the original creators? Yeah. So, well, it depends on the situation, but yeah. I I just remember one of the recordings like in the 90s, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is now going back to the 90s music. Uh 1990s. Yeah. Let's clarify that. <laughs> For 1990s music, anytime they had orchestral hit sound, mm-hmm. the the kind of like a tape rolling orchestral hit sound, that apparently the most sampled orchestral hit sound comes from, I don't know which recording, but a recording of Stravinsky's Firebird uh, mm-hmm. Infernal Dance scene. So it's like, mm-hmm. right? That's like the orchestral hit sound that a lot of artists apparently used. Now, Stravinsky was still alive when, well, Mm -hmm. maybe not during the time that was being sampled, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't public domain. I know that for sure. So, I don't know. Does that, Mm. you know, like none of the Stravinsky's families as well, as far as I know, have been paid for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's my point is that how far do we take this back? Like, how mm-hmm. far can we? Because t- you're, I, I remember you talking about this a uh, couple months ago. Oh, what did I say? No, no, no. I okay. think, it, I think, I, I think it's a very reasonable conclusion. But you were talking about artists' music being in copyright, mm-hmm. being copyrighted. Like, for those of you who don't know classical music a lot, Prokofiev, who was like a modern composer, some of his music, like some of his late music, got released into the public domain recently because he passed away in like 1950-something. So some of his last compositions were still in copyright. I don't know who was getting paid Mm -hmm. for any of the income that Prokofiev generated from the music, right? And you said, ah, I don't know how I feel about the the for, like paying for the dead artists but like the the recently dead mm-hmm. artists music and only for me to pay to someone else not even to the original artists because they are dead like they're already dead they can't collect their income yeah. and you're essentially paying to other parties who are not involved in the creative process of the copyright fee. That's why I, I don't know. Like, is 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 the lawsuit? For example, let's say theoretically, just in a in a fantasy world, Marvin Gaye won. Mm-hmm. The money doesn't go to Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye has been dead. Yeah, it goes to his family. So it it either goes to his family or it goes to his label. Mm-hmm. His previous label, whoever was involved, whoever signed the contract. Yeah, so, and that's where I get, like, I'm much more, 
I don't know. It gets, I don't know. It's such a gray area because it's like, well, you know, I'm not really comfortable with the label profiting off of this artist who's passed away. But at the same time, like, if, I don't know. I think I would feel better about it maybe if, like, they took the profits and they put that money into, like, an organization that, like, helped make music more accessible or, I don't know, like, used it for good rather than just, like, making their pockets bigger. Yeah, but why would they do that when they, they could make their pockets bigger? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But that's that's why I think people get offended or mm-hmm. they get upset about and, like, plagiarizing I, under- I understand when, like, the money from that, like, goes to the family. Um well, I think but, that's a little more understandable, mm-hmm. but not in Marvin Gaye's case. I'll say that. Well, the reason I, why I say that is I don't is know because, much about this case or his family. Well, so. Marvin Gaye, for those of you who don't know, look this up on Wiki- Wikipedia to fact check me. If I remember correctly, Marvin Gaye's father shot mm-hmm. him. Oh, what the hell? Like, Marvin Gaye was shot by his father. I think that's how he died. I don't know. Do a fact check for me. I that sounds a little preposterous. Okay. Go to his Wikipedia page. Go to oh his death. Oh my god! Marvin Gaye was shot twice following an altercation with his father after he intervened in an argument between his parents. Yes. So so that's oh my god. That's why I don't know how I feel about even the family members getting that money. Like for example, Michael Jackson. Let's let's take Michael Jackson's yeah, or like, case. Some artist whose family like has complete control has estranged over them. The, or has mm-hmm. it estranged mm-hmm. the artist completely. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like I don't really know if I'm even comfortable when the artist's families mm-hmm. like they're getting compensated unless they were really really close to the artist. Like I don't know how I feel about that. Like listen. I personally feel that families matter i'm not promoting anti-family mm-hmm. <laughs> like that but like it's it's kind of ridiculous that you the creator like let's say you wrote an essay mm-hmm. and you want to you went on to publish that in a famous journal article company you should be compensated for that mm-hmm. like just because you had an influence or help from let's say that I I found a source and mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I heard you were writing this article and I send that to you. Do I get that pay cut? No, I don't think mm-hmm. I should <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> I didn't do anything else other than yeah. giving you that one link to an article yeah. that might be helpful when you're writing. So that's my point: is that like, do people have to get? paid for the creation that they have not actively participated in like that's where it gets a little hazy mm -hmm. because we talk about who who's creative artist who's Mm -hmm. a creative artist and one of the i feel like one of the criteria that they have to meet is are they writing originals are they Mm -hmm. doing something that's original or considered original and originality in music is a is is a blurred line at at its best. Yeah. Because one you have core progressions. Mm-hmm. 
if it's a if it's a Western music at least. Well, mm-hmm. even if it's not Western music, there is a progression, but it's not going to be the same, right? There's a progression. There's a certain mel- melodic line, and there are words. That's like the three basic level, and even then, it's hazy because how do you arrange it? How do you mm-hmm. produce it? That all essentially makes the whole music. There are multiple people involved in this. Yeah. So what's really original and what's not original becomes much more difficult to say, I think. Like, okay, so if we're talking about classical music, Mm -hmm. that's why this is very interesting to me. If you listen to a version of Chopin's Nocturne played by one particular pianist, Mm-hmm. And you use that, right? Or better yet, you used it to kind of get an idea of how the music sounds. And you record it because Chopin's music is in public domain. Mm-hmm. And you put in a lot of work. You try to make it sound like your own, right? Which is we're going to get into that later. But yeah, we you, you performed it. You poured in all of your hearts and souls, all of your hard work into recording that piece, mm-hmm. and you published it to YouTube or something, mm-hmm. and you get copy struck because it sounds too similar to a, a recording, recording of that of the artist yeah. that you heard. Like that's my point: is that like where then, do we? How do they determine? <laughs> then maybe they didn't do well in interpreting it on their own. I don't know. <laughs> So it's the performers. Yeah. Performers. Okay. So yeah. But that that I mean that happened to who me and Amelia once. Um, we for piano ensemble we have to record our practice sessions and just to make it the easiest access as possible during class we privately posted on YouTube for and our professor to watch. You. They copy struck us, that. but with not even like another piano piece with like um. Like an orchestral version of the piece. Of the piece that you Yeah, were and it sounded so bad. And I was like, dang, this is kind of like, we're not, we must not be doing well if we're getting copyrighted. You were, you were kind with this of version. insulted. Yeah, I was insulted. I was like, their version doesn't sound good. We must need to change things. I don't know. But that's my point is that, like, I don't know why. This is such a hard topic for me personally, because what defines originality in music at this point? And even though we talked about, like, the vast majority the vastness mm-hmm. of of music like there's so much music out there that we're never going to hear all the music that are available mm-hmm. to us out there so you're telling me that there are all these artists who are coming up with completely original ones like that just doesn't seem intuitive to me I don't know. So I think it's tempting. Like, for example, so let me ask you this. In classical music, there's a thing called uh, theme and variations. Mm -hmm. So like the easiest way to uh, make a composition kind of your own or you credit yourself in doing this Mm -hmm. is if you look up any transcriptions that Liszt made of of songs that Schubert wrote or mm-hmm. of based on the themes from Mozart's opera and things like that. He did that for so many pieces. Like that's mm-hmm. like what he would one of the areas that he was known for. And then he, his other compositions is that being original or is that not being original? 
right? Because I don't know if I would call it original. There's still a lot of creativity in the transcriptions, exactly. and they're very difficult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but, difficult nonetheless. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I guess I feel like what maybe what you're you're kind of blending originality and creativity when they're not the same thing. Okay. So tell me then. What what? No no no, <laughs> no. Like I'm I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. So like, what what in music defines originality? I don't I don't. That's like I don't. I can't come up with the, a definition for you right now. But we'll. But yeah, that, I think that's the reason why we're having this yeah. conversation is that we're trying. We're just. Uh, we're just talking about it and we're yeah. by the way this is a disclaimer for all the all the listeners again we're not here to give you any solutions to anything no we're, we're just having a fun little chat yeah discussing. And, we're just, we're, and we're just talking yeah because i personally don't have any answers oh uh, yeah like i don't i don't have an answer to this it's for the universe to decide but like originality is such a touchy subject mm-hmm. because a lot of music, like, have you seen the video of Ed or, Sheeran pulling out a guitar and he was like, yeah. name me a song, I'll give you four chords, it's these chords, Mm-mm. I can sing any pop songs yeah. that's ever been written with these four chords. Mm-hmm. And he does it. And one commenter said in that video, and I resonated with that so hard, <laughs> so mm-hmm. on a deeper level, he's not trying to say, look what I can do. He's telling people, this is how common these chords are. Mm-hmm. Everyone uses these. It's like alphabet. Like you have only so many combinations of words that you can yeah. come up with. At one point, you're going to have to run out of mm-hmm. that possibility. And music being basically one of the longest art forms mm-hmm. of humanity, have we reached the point where originality no longer can be um, just purely based on completely new ideas. I mean, maybe in a ter- maybe in a world of atonal music. <laughs> okay, yeah. we're not gonna talk about that part. Atonal music, for those of you who don't know, is a group of classical musicians <laughs> decided we have no more tonal music that we can write, so we're just gonna write. Yeah. We're gonna use different different scales and different different levels of yeah exactly I, I don't know different levels of something they create a different sound for sure. I, I think there's definitely limitless possibilities. We just you know you just have to find them. We just haven't found them yet, and I might not be in our lifetime. Yeah, and I think I don't know. For me, it's like. I don't want to be afraid to write music. Oh, yeah. Meaning, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to constantly be in fear of, is this original? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. What if it sounds similar to another piece? Like, I remember having a meltdown almost when my wife heard one of the pieces that I wrote for a violin, for a piano, mm-hmm. for a solo violin and a piano. And she heard the violin uh, or for a, a piano solo version because that's how I was writing it. She was like, I think I've heard that somewhere. Oh, no. And she couldn't find it. But the 
the thing was, it's it's I'm not blaming this on her. I'm mm-hmm. blaming this to myself where I had a men- meltdown, a mental breakdown, literally, because I was mm-hmm. like, did I write something that's not original? Am I like not an original artist? Am I not original enough to be a composer? Mm-hmm. Like that's almost the level of intensity that brings out if your music is not deemed to be original. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's like where I feel. Uh, it's 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 gotten a little out of hand. Not in a sense that we need to basically open the floodgate of people claiming this is my this is my mm-hmm. own this is my music. This is, I'm not talking about that, but like. Artists definitely probably have that conviction almost. Mm-hmm. So that's one barrier from for artists who are trying to be creative. They become hindered if their stuff is not original. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the conversation becomes even more emotional because some artists probably feel that I don't know if I can write original stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not an artist anymore. That's I mean, where I think it becomes interesting because morally speaking, we have talked about morally, yeah, if you claim something that's not your own as your own, yeah, that's morally a little wrong. Yeah. Cause, but like, ignoring... that becomes too fear, yeah. I don't know, fear conjuring for artists. I guess. I mean, like going back to the Ed Sheeran case, he was never claiming that he that this was his chord progression but that i don't think that necessarily makes the song not original that's true there are other it's, components because there it there's like a stylistic choice as and, well and the song mm-hmm. both songs are like 3 minutes long you're telling mm-hmm. me that every 3 minutes have you know like i don't know that's like a play being written nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, for theater or movies, right? Mm-hmm. A script that is filled with dialogues. You mean to tell me none of the dialogues have ever taken a place in anywhere, anytime? Like, have you seen a Hallmark movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's their whole concept. Is that this is yeah. this is original? Yeah, or even like, though it's the most or ordinary like, conversation you've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, or just like so many movie plots or plots of a play i mean they all or kind the of have message, a similar yeah the, the overarching message. overarching message that kind of get out there mm-hmm. it's either similar or sometimes it's the same message yeah. but the way they deliver it mm-hmm. is original then it's something i don't know i it, always feel it, like and i mean that goes back into music tells a story as well uh-huh. i mean you might be telling the same story just in a different way in a different way exactly I think that's where we need to just settle it, right? Because, yeah. like, you can be completely original. Mm-hmm. And, you know, creativity is not bound by the originality, mm-hmm. necessarily. You can write, like I said, theme and variations. That was, you know, list being creative. Mm-hmm. He wasn't being original, though. <laughs> you know, he used other people's music but he built on that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how we need to just perceive creativity and originality in that sense. I, I don't know. That's my yeah. that's my opinion. It's it's you know, otherwise you get in that depressive episode moment yeah. of 
am I just not original? Do I not form any original thoughts? Mm-hmm. But it is, I think we just try. Mm-hmm. We just need to try to be original, as original as possible, and then call it a day. Never, never really do much more than that or can do much more than that i don't i don't compose or or write so i can't say i've had any similar experiences but i guess kind of like in a sense of performing i want to i guess kind of like goes back to just being authentic being individual being yeah so the next topic that we're going to cover next time you hear it is that what's i don't know like a way to say it is should there be a standard in music oh louis oh yes (laughs) we're going to have an icy conversation with that too oh my goodness well because i don't know now that you've opened that can of worms about being authentic i don't know like for example if you play a chopin nocturne piece and I play a Chopin Nocturne piece. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. But is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing, I think. Yeah, you know? but do you think but there like, are people me, who are trying to say that this should be like this? I don't know. I mean, even me performing at my best could still be like someone else's worst performance. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I think it also like comes down to ability. Yeah, for sure. But we're that's going to be the next topic that we talk about. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that for you guys. <laughs>